0: So you might recall uh, that last Sunday's gospel uh, was sort of similar to the gospel that we just heard. Uh, last week we heard from John's gospel and Jesus appeared to his disciples and spoke the words, Peace be with you. He said this three times. Uh, this week we heard from Luke's gospel and we hear that Jesus uses those words again. After he rose from the dead and appears to his disciples here, he says, Peace be with you. Now some of you who know Scripture very well, uh, you might know that John's Gospel and Luke's Gospel uh, are pretty different in the stories that they relate. Okay, There's not a lot of overlap between those two Gospels. So since these words of Jesus show up in both, in both John's Gospel and Luke's Gospel, it gives us a little bit of a clue as to just how important they were to the early church. Something about the words, peace be with you, spoke to them very deeply and brought them consolation in the midst of a very confusing time. Put yourselves in their shoes for just a moment. Right, they'd just seen the horrors of the crucifixion. And as these events began to unfold, we know that so many of the disciples, including the apostles, uh, they abandoned Jesus in this moment. He went off to be crucified, and they all went the other way. And so when rumors that Jesus had risen from the dead began to spread, uh, many of them thought that Jesus was a ghost. Okay, And we kind of saw that sense addressed in the Gospel. Okay, Jesus showed them that he had flesh because they, they thought that he was a ghost who would come back. And of course, seeing a ghost would be scary enough, but perhaps they thought that Jesus was a ghost who came back to sort of have his revenge, to haunt them for their lack of fidelity, and their betrayal. So they weren't expecting to hear the words, peace be with you. And this is exactly why the words were so precious to these men who sinned against the Lord so personally. They deserved condemnation, and the Lord gave them peace through the forgiveness of their sins. And this peace that comes through the forgiveness of sins It is the same thing that's supposed to console us in our faith even 2,000 years after these events. And here we are today in a world that's longing for peace and yet so clearly incapable of attaining it for itself. The message of the world, however, is that the reason we lack peace has to do with everyone else. We're taught to believe that we lack peace because of all the ways in which people are victimized by society. And while there's certainly some truth that certain people do have a difficult uh, time because of society, there's so much more to the story. The reason we lack peace really has nothing to do with everyone else. It's because we lack peace inside of ourselves, and the reason we lack this peace is because of our own personal enmity with God, which is there because of our sin. Again, consider the apostles and their experience. Okay, their circumstances were bad. People, society, was trying to hunt them down and punish them, including putting them to death. Last week's Gospel was very clear. The apostles were hiding because of fear. Fear that they would be put to death just like Jesus was put to death. Many of them were leaving Jerusalem because they were afraid. Then Jesus came to them. And did any of that change? Did society change? Did it change the fact that people still wanted to hurt them? No. Jesus didn't change any of that. The circumstances of the apostles didn't really change at all. People were still trying to hunt them down and punish them. But the apostles changed. They were no longer afraid because they not only experienced Jesus risen from the dead, but they experienced a merciful Jesus risen from the dead who forgave them of their sins and strengthened their weak faith. Now during Easter, of course, we always hear from the Acts of the Apostles. Uh, you know this is the story of what the Apostles did after Jesus appeared to them and ascended into heaven. And in this book we see how the church grew and how people came to believe. And as we talked about on Easter Sunday, it wasn't through philosophy that people came to believe that Jesus had risen. It was through the personal witness of the apostles who encountered the mercy of God after the resurrection. In the first reading today, the reading closes, which was from the Acts of the Apostles, the reading closes with, Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be wiped away. Again, this was the central message that the apostles preached to these early believers. But notice how they speak about repentance. It wasn't a heavy burden, a demand that they placed on the people. But it was the very way in which they invited the people to experience the peace and mercy of God that they too had experienced in the very story we heard in the Gospel. So even today, what the world needs and what our church needs and what our church needs to grow is people who witness to God's mercy. People who can say, I have experienced peace because I stopped blaming everyone else for some of the internal dysfunction I feel, and I recognized that my own sin was the problem. And I brought those sins to God and asked for forgiveness, and He had mercy on me. We need people to witness to that. Now, I've tried to share my own personal story a bit lately. Uh, It's not the most exciting of stories. Okay, growing up, I wasn't really that bad of a kid. In fact, I think people would look at me from the outside and say I was a pretty good kid. Didn't get into serious trouble. Uh, But like so many people, there was still a lot of that angst that a lot of high school students feel. And I did blame my frustrations on other people. I blamed my parents. I blamed uh, people at school. I blamed whoever I could. Okay, I had conflicts with my family and tried to impress a lot of the wrong people. But finally in college, I got a clue. I started to take Jesus a bit more seriously. And so I changed my ways. I started to confess my sins a little more frequently. I experienced some forgiveness and an awful lot of peace that comes with it. That's how I received peace. Okay, very similar. When I read this story of the apostles, it feels very similar. Now, of course, this is a process and it's still ongoing. And, of course, repenting changing my ways, acknowledging my own sins. That's something I I still have to do. Something every Christian has to do. But I can say that it does make a difference. And I know that there's a lot of other parishioners in this parish who can say that as well. But can you say that? Can you say, from your own personal experience, that receiving God's mercy? Uh, by acknowledging your sin and turning away from those sins and asking for forgiveness, can you say that that makes a difference? Because if you can't say that from your own personal experience, then there is so much of our religion, of our faith, that you've not yet experienced. And if you can't say that, then you really can't expect anyone else to go through that process as well if you can't look at your sin if you can't look at your own enmity with God then why can we expect our enemies to do that? why can we expect our children or grandchildren to do that? if we can't do that we really can't expect anyone else to change their ways And for that reason, we can't experience that peace will enter our world through their lives. Again, Jesus says you are witnesses to these things. That is how the church grows. People with the courage to acknowledge their sin and turn away. Uh, So as always, I want to invite you, uh, as I feel like I've done many times throughout the last few years, uh, to go through that process of conversion, to acknowledge your sin before the Lord, so that you can experience the peace that comes through His forgiveness and His mercy.